Ido here, ready to recap you with my spicy, spicy voice. Alright, so we're underground and being run through tests by some mimics so that we can get our powers back. It's my turn. The mimics want me to abandon my friends, but guess what? I'm way too cool for that, and obviously I passed the test with flying colours. But then, it was Frankie's test, and it was super traumatic for the sweet boy, but he absolutely smashed it, because he's amazing and also very cute. Finally, it was Flynn's turn, and guess what? His test was playing out the whole time we were down here. He sailed through his test of integrity because he was helping us the whole way because he's our sweet, helpful boy, and we love him. And with that, we totally slowed the tests. Weird, though, it turns out our amulets were mimics the whole time, and, like, I would have looked into that further, but, um, the mother mimics started trying to eat us, so now we have to deal with that. Everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janice and Rufford's Parchment Company. We are rounding out to uh, the Maiden of the Ordinary Part Six now. So one of our one of our longer arcs. Uh, my name is Penny D. I'll be your DM today, and a D&D character that I've not had the chance to play yet, but I would like to in the future, is actually a multi-class character. Oh, yeah. I have never multi-classed before. I've only are you ever serious? played. Yeah, I've only ever played pure class. <laughs> with pure class uh, yeah. and so uh, I think in the future I would like to like actually look into how the characters combine with each other and like test out a level dip and kind of see how they work because I've played with a lot of people who have played multi-class characters before but I've never mixed the classes so not exactly the you know trivia that we're looking for but I think that's still a good answer yeah. I think it's a good answer it's your answer so it's a good answer yeah absolutely that's interesting. I uh, now thinking back, yeah, you've you've never multiclassed. We've played a lot of D and D together, and I've never multiclassed. My name is Stephanie, and I play Frankie the Human Artificer. I don't usually play full casters at all. I think Frankie's the only like the most cast driver play because mm. uh, I'm I'm I don't like to have to think. I like to just run in and hit things. And you've got <laughs> analysis paralysis, don't you? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. And there's too much choice. Also, you know, I'm not very good at making decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. One I'd like to play that I'm going to play uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks when I do a one shot with my uh, workmates is I'm playing a necromancer. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool, wizard. Uh, her name is Pixie Bell, and she's Aww. a little uh, canary um, kinku. <laughs> and she just likes death. That's awesome. She I just likes death. She did that to the miners. <laughs> <laughs> she's the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> Wizards are really tough because you got to choose your spells every single adventuring day, yes. and that's quite a lot of that's quite a lot of admin to do. Yeah, and because I will get to control skelly boys, that's even more things to control in my turn. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll go outside of my comfort zone, and now I'm so far out of my comfort zone, I can't even see my comfort zone anymore. Don't be afraid to make a mistake, okay? Just pick one and go with it and learn for, learn yeah, by doing it. Yeah, it's, like, it's just a one-shot, so like this is a perfect opportunity to play a thing I would never play. Hell that's yeah. true, yeah. That's awesome. Hi, I'm Nathan, and I play Flynnvale the Halfling Bard. My character is stolen, so I saw this on the internet ages ago, but the, the character concept of, like, the really old grandma that goes on the venture, and people think that, like, she's accompanying her, you know, 
grandchild or something and been the support character, but actually she's the main character. Hell and she's yeah. so sassy and old and has little knitting needles that she stabs people with. <laughs> yes. And I just want to play it because I want to do the granny voice. I have played a grandma before and I'll tell you, they're very rewarding oh, to play. I played a grandma lizard folk character and mm. she was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I definitely want a character that has a defining voice too because even with Flynn vibe, like, I forget. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's actually just me pitching forward. It's, not, it's, it's half Nate in real life. But yeah. Yeah, it can be difficult to find your character voice sometimes. So having a really strong concept like old, it, <laughs> <laughs> it helps out. Yeah. Hey, it helps out. But my name's Liz and I play Karen. And sometimes Karen has a voice and sometimes she just sounds like me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I have, I have so many characters that I create and I haven't played yet. But I feel like the one that I most want to play at the moment is a character that isn't good. So I, oh. a lot of my characters have very, very noble intentions mm. or at least mischievous intentions. Oh, so you just want to create a bastard. I just want to create a real bad guy. And I've never played a bad guy before. So I do have this fallen Asuma concept that I didn't pick in the end because I went with a, I went with a different one for my new game that, I'm, that we've just started. But I, I really would like to play just a complete bastard at some point. It's completely against type for me. I never do it. And it will be really, really tough. I don't know that like that rabbit folk character you played in our in our one shot a little while ago. The Herringon, yeah, yeah, was kind of a was kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, she was just a pain in the ass, but she wasn't like evil. Oh, okay, I yeah. see. So you were not just like a bad character, but like a bad yeah, character. like like yeah, like, like evil. someone someone with morally bad corrupt. intentions, morally corrupt. Oh well, uh, villain campaign coming up next. Yeah, so fun. Eh? <laughs> oh my gosh, a flip side D and D one shot where like you're the villain that's playing against the NPC heroes. Yeah, I've played a few of those before. It's pretty good. I played one where uh, you're the C list supervillains. You got to pick like really bad superpowers, and your, <laughs> your mission is to kidnap the president. Oh, that sounds so nice. much fun. That sounds like Megamind. <laughs> it kind of was based on Megamind, yeah. yeah. Except Megamind's way more competent than my, than my characters. <laughs> oh, dear game. God. Um, hi, I'm Poppy. I play Ida for the Tiefling Rogue. And I think I just want to create a character based off something or someone that already exists. So I've played a lot of games with people that are like, I'm going to make a character based on like Beyonce or some shit. Mm, I'm I like, that, yeah. Like, at the time, I'll be honest, thought it was a bit lame. But now... I've played with enough people that have done that where it's actually come out quite interesting. And actually, me and my partner have been watching a lot of BoJack Horseman, and I feel like <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different races now. Like, I've always wanted to play a tabaxi. So I could create, like, a Princess Carolyn tabaxi. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I stand Princess Carolyn. Oh, she's yeah, amazing. She's the best. I'm, we're on the final season now. And I'm, I'm just, like, so, so glad excited. that you didn't say you wanted to play as Bojack because I was going no, to hell pull no. you out of the room and check <laughs> I'll on be you. a centaur Bojack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a complete okay. asshole. <laughs> you get kicked out of the groove. Yeah, I'll go to rehab. <laughs> just playing a Todd would also be pretty good. Or <gasps> <gasps> peanut butter. He would be so okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, just a sweet paladin boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just a sweet paladin We should just do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, okay, let's just do that. We'll just play a Bojack <laughs> horse in one shot coming up. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Bojack Horseman sponsor us. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Will. And the, that and that show that finished like a year or two years ago. 2020. It's a really good show. So good. But this isn't a Bojack Horseman appreciation podcast. Uh, it is a D&D podcast. And what? we are going to finish ourselves some Domain of the Ordinary art today. <gasps> Let's We've do had it. some lore drops. We've had some... Oh, I probably shouldn't click because people would know what I'm doing. You know, I'm doing it anyway. We've had yeah, some lore drops. We've had some <laughs> boss fights. We've had some character moments. And it has been... Oh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm just telling you guys that you've really enjoyed it. Hopefully yes. you have. Oh, we have, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I have. The girls nodding. Nate and I were talking poorly about it <laughs> while you were gone. Yeah, so during fine. the lunch break, there was yeah. some real talk going there on. Some talk going on. <laughs> and we've on. decided we're going to um, start a coup. Yeah. <laughs> villain villain arc starts now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I but guess don't so. tell Penny. Anyway, let's kill this broodmother. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are in the grotto. It is a semicircular cave room, very, very high ceiling. You've got your uh, chimes hanging from the ceiling on the circular side. Uh, you've got your big mural of a tree, apple tree, on the flat side. Uh, and in the center of the room, which was posing as one of the white doors, is the broodmother. A white gray mimic, much larger than any of the other mimics that you saw who is currently engulfing Karen uh, oh, and trying right. to, uh, hopefully, not going to consume her. You look, you look so pleased when you said that. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like you actually do want that to happen. <laughs> you guys are my heroes. <laughs> I'm, always, oh, I'm always on your team. Except for when you're on the Broodmother's team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Broodmother just had their turn. So, uh, Frankie, you are up. Frankie is going to cast a spell okay actually he's just gonna do um firebolt again okay <laughs> i just <laughs> had to uh you know delay a bit so my app will load so i'm going to roll to attack there's an 18 hit 18 does hit okay so that's 2d10 plus 5 fire damage okay um can you just roll me an arcana check uh 12 plus 8 uh, 20. Okay, you don't hit Karen with this. Yay! Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. So that is 21 fire damage. Nice. Uh, yeah, you blast your fire through, uh, and it does, like, burn away, like, a good chunk, like, a really good chunk of uh, the broodmother's uh, mess. She's probably lost uh, a quarter of her total mess now after all the fire you guys have been throwing at her. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to do anything else with your turn? Yes, yeah, so how far away is Ido from me? Ido backed up 45 feet uh, towards the stairs and I believe you are by the busts so 65 feet Uh, is how far away from you he is. And I didn't move this turn so I still have movement? Yes you do. Okay I would like to spend my movement to get to when I am at least within 30 feet of Ido. Okay Uh, so you could move uh, 25 feet and you will be within 30 feet of him. Okay so, as a bonus action, I'd like to cast Sanctuary on Ido. Okay. You ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harm for spell must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. This is what the um, this is what Ooh. the Drider used against you guys, right? You got to roll a wisdom throw to get an attack yes. through? Yeah. Yes. Cool. So, that's what I cast as a bonus action. But it also does cancel if Idafin makes an attack, is that right? 
Or is it if you make an attack? If the water creature makes an attack, cast a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature, the spell ends. Yeah, so oh. you're protected as long as you don't attack. Shit. I mean, you could attack, but I'm just thinking, oh, maybe it might protect you from time. Yep. And Sanctuary was a bonus action? Yes, it's a cool. bonus action. And make sure that you uh, mark your Electrum for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? No. Okay. Uh, Would Sanctuary have verbal components at all? It does, yes. So can you roll me an Arcana check real quick just to see... Just to make sure um, that your verbal components can overcome the chime noise. That is a 24. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that is perfectly fine. There you go. Being good at magic also makes you a lot louder than a big chime. <laughs> I'm very loud. <laughs> okay, Idafa, you're up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to do an attack. Uh, I actually <laughs> didn't think of that. About no, no, that's no. Cool, that's cool, that's cool, cool, cool. You can, you can pull me out instead. Pull me out instead. I'm 45 feet away. Oh, try and make the chime stop chiming instead. How, so is it just one of the crystals chiming, or is it all of them? Uh, so the crystals are what is causing the light in the room. The chimes are big metal, like hollow metal cylinders that are hanging from the ceiling. There's four of them, and one of them's broken. How far up are they? Or like, how far would it, what would I have to reach to touch them? Uh, you would probably need to get uh, reach 20 feet up to touch one. Hmm. Um, they're, they're like hanging from the ceiling. The roof is very, very high um, and they come almost all the way to the ground. So hmm. let's let's say t- 20 feet up to touch the one that is ringing. Okay. So there's a, so only one ringing? At the moment, yes. Um, I think I will just attack because I think that's going to be the most useful thing I can do right now. Okay, cool. So you break sanctuary uh, yep. and you're going to use your short bow to attack. Yes. Cool. Yep. Uh, roll, go ahead and roll me an attack roll. Uh, 23. 23... Uh, does hit, yep. Because the door is engulfing Karen, and I guess focusing on that, do I get sneak attack? Oh, no, actually, I can remain motionless anyway and get advantage as a... There yeah, you go. Okay. yeah so All you good. can have sneak attack, uh, assuming that you use steady aim. I, I was going to rule no, because Karen's not adjacent to it. She's inside of it. <laughs> um, and I also ruled before that it has eyes on every side, so True. I was yeah. going to say no. That's all good. I got my thing. <laughs> all right, and um, that was short bow, so... Oh, that looks good, actually. Uh, so that is 12, 15, 18, 18 piercing, piercing damage. damage. Yeah, so it has resistance to piercing damage, so that's going to bring it down to nine. Okay. That is fine. Uh, is there anything else uh, that you would like to do with your turn? Um, and I'll say because um, because you rolled really well uh, that you don't hit Karen with the... With the Wicked, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Thank you. But I think I yes, yes. yeah. Yes. I'm just like cool. Yeah. Just there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just there. <laughs> just so cool. So you're done. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is the end of the round. So we're back to the lair action. Mm. Uh, so the chime uh, of the first uh, of the first chime finally uh, fades out, uh, and the second chime now goes. Bong. And all of your. Uh, any of you who are holding weapons uh, can feel them vibrating uh, from the sound. Uh, so for the next uh, next round, uh, anyone who wants to use a weapon attack is going to have disadvantage. How are the um, chimes tra- strapped to the... Like, what's holding them up? Uh, it's really, really high. It's like 100 feet up. So you really can't see the roof very well. Uh, but if you wanted to like fly all the way up there then you could probably figure out more but you're gonna guess it's probably a metal cable or something that's that's tethering them to the ceiling okay interesting uh uh, who is right there roll me a perception check okay that is 
a um, 25. You notice something. Up on the chimes is a uh, familiar, annoying little tumor-covered, little dark, <gasps> scrabbly little thing. Um, the judge is actually the one who is uh, who is well ringing passed. the chimes. Um, Can I yell up at him and say, "You little shit"? <laughs> uh, and you actually further notice that as each one of them goes off, the like air in the room is getting a little bit more like full of energy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it, that that was the the Leo's turn. That was the lair action. Uh, it is going to use a legendary action now. Uh, to it's going to use spawn again. So it is going to spit out two more spawns next to itself, just within five feet of itself. Um, both of them on the same side. Uh, now it's Flynn's turn. Cool. Um, how tall is Mama Mimic? The broodmother? Yeah. Uh, it's probably about 15 feet tall. It was 20 feet tall, but it's lost a bit of its mass, so it's not <laughs> as big now. Okay. So Flynn is going to cast Fireball, um, centering the... I'm trying to If go. you hit the broodmother, you're hitting Karen with us. There's no... There's it's no fine. It's fine. Yeah, okay. it's fine. I'm just trying to go over the heads of the others. I've, I've come to terms with burning Karen a little bit. I heal you, girl. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I tank it. I tank it. We all can heal her. We just realize. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We'll just vigorously lay hands on her. Okay. So uh, the broodmother's going to roll a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Karen, you're going to roll a dexterity saving throw, but because you're entirely golfed, you're going to have disadvantage. Disadvantage. Oh. Yes, I thought so. Do you still have your inspiration die? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what is the DC for this? 15. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 <laughs> for the broodmother. <laughs> um, just, just want to make sure. That's uh, right. You but, still take but only, damage. But only plus one. So, um, yeah. So, go ahead and roll your fireball damage. Karen, do you pass or fail? I rolled a 10. And because it's... Fif- and I don't feel like I want to use the inspiration. Um, yep. Just because, nah, you know. So, I fail. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, roll your... Roll your uh, what is it? 8d6 fire damage? Yeah. I don't want to cast it. 30 damage. 30 damage. So she, she's going to take 15. Yes. And she loses like another quarter of her mass. So she's she's only 10 feet tall now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I take 30 damage. Unless you have a way to resist it. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. You take 30 damage. I didn't didn't take didn't take uh, bear. Took tiger. Cool. Sorry. Yep. Sorry uh, for burn. Karen. It's okay. Uh, do you have anything else you want to do with your turn, Flynn? No. Okay. Uh, Karen, it is now your turn. Okay. To start your turn, can you please roll a constitution saving throw? That's a 19 plus 6, a 25. Cool. So you're going to take half acid damage from this. Oh, rolled pretty low. Uh, eight acid damage. Oof. Uh, from being inside of uh, being inside of the broodmother. Okay. Now, how? what do I need to do to get out? Uh, it's, you're still grappled. Okay. So you would need to make a, a grapple check. Okay. I would like to make a grapple check. Cool. Um, again, you're going to have disadvantage on this. So it just cancels out the advantage that you have for being raging. Yeah. But uh, she does burn another Electrum to keep raging. Cool. Mm, um, that's an Athletics. Athletics, yeah. Mm. I'm going to use my 1d8. Okay, fair enough. Yes. 22. Yeah, 22 does pass. Woo! Uh, so with all the like fire that's being shot around and the fact that she is kind of recovering from being hit by the fireball, mm. uh, you do actually manage to you do actually manage to uh, get out. Can you just roll because you're coming out blind and there yes. are there are two smaller mimics right next to her mm-hmm. uh, on the same side. Could you please roll me a, a D8? Okay. And if you roll a one or a two, you're going to land on one of the mimics and be grappled. Oh no. That is a three, though. Okay, so. cool. You, you come out, and one of the little mimics is like right there, 
uh, right there next to you, but mm-hmm. you don't manage to, you don't land on it. Wonderful. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Okay, that was my action. I feel like if I move away from it, it's going to come back towards me and try to engulf me again. But then again, I do have... Can I see the judge? Idafa only noticed it because he was close to it. Um, You wouldn't even have any reason to look over there right he now. Yelled, he okay. yelled out about it. Oh, no, because you yeah, I was inside. I couldn't hear shit. Yeah. Yeah, I am just going to move away from her again. Cool. My full movement. take attack of opportunity. 35 <gasps> feet of movement. Uh, 15 plus 5, 20 to hit. Sure does. Cool. And that is 4d8. Uh, so that's going to be 8 piercing damage. And, ooh, that's pretty bad. Uh, 13 acid damage. 4 piercing damage because I'm raging. That's fine. And then what was the Thir- acid? 13 acid damage. Mm. Um, so I'm heading towards... Uh, Who's got the best healing? I'm heading towards Frankie. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Frankie is, uh, as far as I'm aware, sort of, uh, you went from the busts toward Idafa, so you're probably mm-hmm. around the, the stairs that lead down to the main floor. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm moving 35 feet towards Frankie. Cool. That is fine. Um, You you would be within, if you went 20 feet, you would hit him. Okay. I'm right next to Frankie. And Frankie's like, <laughs> I can't help you. The broodmother is up next. She is going to uh, reabsorb the two small mimics that she created, uh, healing herself for 10 damage. Uh, and then she is going to uh, move towards Frankie and Karen. So she's going to move the full 25 feet towards you. Uh, and both of you, did I have you roll a save to be engulfed? Or I just said, did I just say that you were? You just said that I was. Okay, cool. Now you and Frankie are both engulfed. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but that's the only thing it can do on its turn, though. So um, you are both now within it. Uh, and Frankie is next. Uh, Frankie, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. Constitution. That is a 23. Yeah, that, that's fine. So 23 passes. So you're going to take half damage. 21. So you're going to take uh, 10 acid damage uh, from being engulfed. Um, and I'm going to say, because there are two of you, and she is down to half of her total mass, um, neither of you are fully engulfed, um, so you can, you're kind of like within her, but your like arms and face and stuff can be outside of her. Mm. Uh, if it was just one of you, she'd be able to fully engulf you, but just this is uh, the two of you. So I'm going to say, if you want to do stuff that requires verbal components or like semantic components, then mm-hmm. you are able to do that. Because I'm not like... I'm not unfair. (laughs) (laughs) I have to put like a real challenge to you guys uh, being such a high level, but I don't want to like... There's no no point to a TPK, right? But there might be a point to killing one character. (laughs) No, we did that already. (laughs) Didn't stick. What do you got for us, Frankie? I had so many other plans. I'm sorry, Frankie. I'm sorry, Frankie. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. I needed healing. I'm on... Out of 77, I'm feeling like about a 12. Oh. Heal. Um, but I did have a question first. If I was to say, cast levitate on someone who was partly engulfed, could levitate potentially levitate you out? Again, levitate is just weightlessness. It's not anti gravity. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, so I don't think that, for example, a balloon would have the like force behind it to break the like mimic stickiness. In theory, if you cast Levitate, you'd lose more grappling. Cause you'd well, be once you're out, you can use it to get off the ground, so it's just you'd have a hard, harder time getting to you, but I don't think that a balloon would let you get... Because there's no force behind it, right? It's just weightlessness. Yeah, it rises. It rises vertically up, remaining suspended there. So it is weightlessness, but you're also physically moving as well. Mm. 
what about putting the balloon on the broodmother instead? Instead of us putting it on the broodmother, making her levitate away from us. Wouldn't that's in my mind still kind of doing the same thing mm. so we would most likely go with her or still be but she'd still be attached to us but she once still we stick to the floor once we get out of it she rises sticky i mean yeah can she choose to be sticky or is it i just have you have no way of knowing that ask her i find it like hey can you oh my god pick, you okay, okay. Choice, madam? <laughs> ew uh. <laughs> Oh no, you said to use a thing would be an action. To what, sorry? Use an item? Yeah. Yeah, using an Cause, item. Because I was going to try and cast, like, I could also cast heat metal. And I'm like, I'm partly inside of her. What if I cast heat metal? But then also, wouldn't that just hurt me also? Yeah, it would hurt you also, but it but would it also hurt, hurt you. Know what? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to first bonus action, use my last uh, level one spell slot, and cast healing word on. Karen. Yeah. I was like, Liz. Nope. Karen. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> okay. Because uh, that's my only bonus action. And healing. You, you have some bonuses for healing as well, right? Yes, I do. So I'm going to cast Healing Word and give you, unfortunately, it is only nine. That's better than nothing, points. baby. I feel like, feel better, Karen. She's still kind of spluttering. <laughs> she's, got goo in, she's got goo in her lungs. Uh, and then... For my action, I would like to cast a heat metal, focusing on like myself. I'm okay. Assuming I have like. What are you wearing okay. that's metal? So you know he has his like overalls, and he's gonna have a, like one of those. So a buckle. Things. Yes. Cool. Okay. That, like that is buckled, that is like, totally oh, fine. Stuck in there. Okay. Uh, because you're wearing the thing, you're gonna take this damage too. That's fine. I'll I'll take that damage. Cool. What is the um What is the save for um for something for heat metal? Any creature in contact with object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell until the spell ends. Yeah, there's no kind it, of it, save. It's oh, if, it, if it's if, there, it takes okay, damage. Okay, so what's the damage? Uh, hold on a minute. If a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object. Okay, never so mind. So you would be the object then? Oh, yeah. I'm the object. I, okay. Uh, the. So the damage, roll your fire damage. Damage and then I'll, is... Then I'll roll my concept. 12 fire damage. You managed to sizzle up quite a bit of it with this. Uh, so I'm going to say a combination of the fact that it has to drop the object uh, for the con save and you're, uh, it's getting smaller, so it's going to have disadvantage to hold on to you. Nice. Uh, 8 plus 2, 10, which I assume fails. Fails. So yep. you are dropped out of the broodmother. Boink. Nice work, Oof. Frankie. Yes, Frankie. <laughs> you can bonus burn it. Bonus burn it. Oh yes, I no, can. No, because Frankie's the one wearing the thing, and it's oh, no yeah, longer no. inside oh, wait. her. So you can put it for yourself. It's, <laughs> it's probably in Frankie's best interest to break concentration I, on I, that I as soon break, as possible. I would break it as soon as possible. Cool. Um, you are within melee range, uh, so it spat you out. Uh, but you are now out of the broodmother. Yes. Oh wait, is it my turn? That was your turn. Do I still have movement though? Uh, yes, you do. Can I roll away? Uh, yeah, it's going to take a ta- attack of opportunity. That's against fine. You. I. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> uh, 14 plus 5, 19. Okay, I do mind a little bit, yeah. But that's fine. I'm going to take a bite attack against you. Uh, that is 6 piercing damage and 12 acid damage. So 18 in total. Yeah, okay. I'm minding a little bit, <laughs> but that's fine. I'll just roll away. Okay. Uh, that's fine. It's now used its reaction. It is going to... It doesn't have any of those left. Uh, Idafu, you're up. 
Okay, I know I was going to hurl a fire bolt at the tumor guy. Or oh, the nice. judge, sorry. Okay. So yeah, roll the hit. Alright. Burn, baby, burn. Disco inferno. You're going to give him some more boils? <laughs> well, I'm assuming that because fire hurts the mimics, that'll probably hurt him. So we will see. Fire hurts everybody. Oh yeah, because he was, he was the same black sinky guy. How about we just skip my turn? Oh no, what you, you a natural one. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. You are kind of disoriented by the like loud ringing in your ears and like the vibrating ear. And so uh you 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 shoot wide. You miss the judge. And now the judge is aware that you are that you are targeting him. Yay. <laughs> oh, I don't. I think Ida's going to fall over. <laughs> don't give up, Idafa. Don't give up, Idafa. Don't give up. Like a don't natural one, you should never give up after a natural one. That's all. <laughs> Do you have any bonus actions or movement that you'd like to use? Um, no, I'm okay, thanks. Okay. Uh, top of the round, uh, it is the lair action. Uh, Idafa, you're going to see the judge um, stretch his body from the from the gong that he's on uh, across to the third one. Uh, the weapon thing is no longer in play. He's going to uh, ring the third gong uh, and uh, it's going to Bong. <laughs> and Electrum is now destabilized. Uh, so ah, any oh, any magic <laughs> effects that you want to use that require you to spend Electrum are going to have uh, disadvantage on them. Hmm. Next up, uh, Flynn. Thanks for that. But you, you've got your weapons back and you make sound again. Okay. So I just want to um, clarify. So to use Welby, yes. is it a bonus? Yeah, you can command him by, by giving a bonus action. Cool. So I would like to... Um, uh, tell Welby to pop out of my hat. Get out. Okay. Get out. Get out the back door. Um, I want him. <laughs> <laughs> a hat flap. <laughs> um, I want him to go and um, swoop down and use Euphoria Breath. Yeah, cool. Euphoria want- Breath. What's the target? Um, the oh, nah, the the big mimic. The brood mother. Yeah, brood okay. mother. Cool. So he's gonna take his turn directly after yours. So we'll we'll deal. So yeah, that's fine. That's your bonus action. What's your action? So I want to. You're still in it, um, Karen. Still in the mimic. So seeing Frankie burn with the red hot dropping out on your red hot item, I'm like, hmm. I like to burn other ways, and I'm too worried about hurting Karen. So I'm gonna <laughs> throw, reach into the bag of holding, and throw ball bearings at the back of from the plinth, like down on the broodmother. There is no reason that they wouldn't just stick into the broodmother. Yeah, so that is fine. And there's lots. That's nice. Your, that's your action. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to do with your turn? I will just duck a little bit after because obviously she's got eyes. So okay. I was like, just duck a little bit. Are you going to use your movement to like jump back down the wall or are you just kind of like making yourself a bit smaller? I will make myself smaller. So I'm kind of hiding behind the bus a little bit. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you have half cover if anyone wants to try and hit you with uh, okay. with ranged attacks. Okay. Uh, that is Flintstone. Karen, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Welby's turn. Welby. Uh, yeah. So uh, can, you, can I read Euphoria Breath? Yes. So Welby has got Welby has a movement speed of sixty feet when he's flying, so that's fine. He can definitely reach. Uh, euphoria breath. The dragon. So the little dragon exhales a puff of euphoria gas at one creature within five feet of it. The target must succeed on a DC eleven wisdom saving throw, uh, or for one minute that target can't take reactions and must roll a D six at the start of its turn to determine its behavior. So it's it's like a confusion breath. Okay. Yeah. And in nice. my mind, it smells a little bit garlicky. Okay. So Welby Ew. pops out of your hat, like looks around the room, and he flies over at the broodmother. Ooh, oh. fail. Uh, I got six from my wisdom saving throw, so I fail. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Broodmother fails. Uh, nice. And so now I don't get reactions. 
and I got to roll a d6 to determine what my move is, right? Yep. So the Euphoria Breath kind of looks a little bit like a galaxy cloud. Ooh. It's like sparkly and Ooh. like like purple and black and stuff. That's uh, kind of cute. And so I'm going to roll a d6. I got a one. Um, so one to four, the target takes no actional bonus actions and uses all of its movement to move in a random direction. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Um, I'm going to add to that that it can't try and digest Karen. Uh, nice. While it's confused. Yay. Uh, so, Karen, it's now your turn. Um, you don't have to roll your constitution saving throw. Yay. Can, can Welby bonus action to go invisible? Welby doesn't get a bonus action. He only gets one thing. Yeah, it does. Just as a bonus action, the dragon can magically turn invisible. Oh, cool. Then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can oh, turn sorry. invisible. <laughs> like, no, like, Welby can't. <laughs> sorry. I was like, you wrote this, but it's right. You wrote, you wrote a lot of things. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> okay. if, if you had just said on his stat block, it says you could do this, then oh, that's sorry. fine. <laughs> But, like, usually invisibility is an action, so I forgot that I put that on there. It's just an eight. Shit, they can see me. <laughs> He's shy out of the hat. Aww. Cool. Karen, it's your turn. You uh, automatically pass your digestion saving throw. Yay. Because it's confused. Yay. Can I um, try to try to get out again? You sure can. Yay. And you can have advantage because it's uh, because of the euphoria breath. Yay. <laughs> I used it. That's a nineteen. That's a nineteen plus eight, so that's a twenty-seven. More than enough. You wrench yourself Woo. out uh, and you roll out, and uh, the broodmother is about a quarter of its original size. Nice. Uh, right now. Okay, that was my full action. I don't really have anything I can do for a bonus action. Um, but I, but I am just going to stay next to it because I can't really take another hit. Um, okay. So I'll just burn another electrum to keep raging. You have oh. not dealt or... You I mean, you can use Rage again as a bonus action. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it would have lapsed because you didn't deal or take damage. Deal or take damage. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, I will I will um, use my bonus action and another Electrum to Rage again. Cool. That is fine. Uh, that's Karen's turn. It's now the Broodmother's turn. Uh, she does not get to take any actions and I've got this cool directional dice. So oh, yeah. To, so, north is... So, south is towards the stairs. Uh, north is directly towards... Towards the center of the mural, southeast. Uh, so it's going to move its full movement uh, southeast. I would like to just take my reaction to use an opportunity attack. Go ahead. Seventeen plus eight. That hits. Twenty-six. Fantastic. One d twelve plus seven. Uh, nine plus seven. Sixteen. Cool. She's got uh, resistance to slashing damage, so that brings. Ooh, she's looking pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so that's done. So she's going to move her full movement. She, she does not because I have Sentinel. Um, I stop creatures hit with opportunity attacks. That is awesome. When did you get Sentinel again? Uh, it was my most recent feat. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's, I've not seen you use yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty new. Much. It's pretty new. <laughs> okay. Um, so she's going to attempt to move sort of like towards where Idafit is, but um, does not uh, does not manage to go anywhere because you sink your axe into her. Oh, yeah. uh, she gets no reactions, nothing else that she can do. Uh, Frankie, you're up. <laughs> Where I'm standing, can I see the judge? You were able to hear when Idafer shouted at him, and you were probably close enough to see Idafer shooting at something that wasn't your main target, so uh, roll a perception check. That's a 10. Yeah, you can see the judge. Yes, okay. What I'd like to do then, am I within uh, 90 feet? Of the judge? Yes. Yes. What I would like to do is cast Catapult at the judge. Cool. Uh, so you, can you just quick, uh, quickly pass an Arcana check for me to make sure that you can cast that spell? That's an 11. Uh, yeah, you. Um, the vibrations of the room uh, mean that your Electrum has a bit more resistance to being consumed. So uh, that's your action. Does that mean it burnt a spell slot though? 
Uh, didn't burn a spell slot, but you used your action. Okay. Okay. Any bonus actions or anything else you want to do? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Idafe, you're up. Um, Otto's gonna pick himself up off the ground. Okay. And doss off his little knees. Threw himself Aww. down and had a little tantrum. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and he's gonna puff up his chest and try a firebolt again at the judge. Cool. Roll me an attack roll. <laughs> oh my god. It's oh nine no. in total. Oh. Uh, that's a miss, but no, um, no major negative consequences this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Okay. Uh, do you have any other bonus actions or anything else you'd like to do with your turn? No, I really don't. Okay. You just really wanted to fuck up that judge. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is the end of the round, uh, which brings us to the top of the round, which is the lair action. Uh, the judge is going to, like, sloop his way up towards the top and Ew. then jump over to the broken chime. Uh, and this time when it goes off, you hear like, it's like oh. a really unpleasant broken sound. And above your heads, something starts to happen. It's like this weird broken <laughs> magic effect oh. is starting to form itself over all of your heads, taking up the entire width of the roof. I want everybody to roll me a perception check. Mm. Frankie, you get advantage. Karen got a natural one, so she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Ido got a 21. Flynn got a 24. Frankie got a 15. Idafa and Flynn. It's really hard to tell because it kind of <laughs> looks like a weird, like, busted up glitchy cloud is appearing. <laughs> but it also feels like you guys have seen portals before. Yeah. And you kind of know what you're looking at here. On the other side, you think you can see a tree. Oh. Like, oh. A, like a really big, odd tree does it look like an apple tree <laughs> it's so hard to tell you've got like you can see green you can see brown i can see blue you don't okay, you don't see any apples but on the other side of this like broken thing that's happening you can definitely sort of make out a tree oh flynn's gonna be like i i think the roof is the mural i think the roof is the mural the mural land the portal hmm. at least it's not a gas cloud Mm. At least it's not a gas cloud. You're right. I don't want to jinx it. Okay, uh, <laughs> Flynn, you're up. Ooh. Uh, okay. I thought it was. Oh, yeah, that was the reaction. Okay. So Flynn is going to cast heat metal on the ball bearings, conveniently stuck to the back of the mimic. Okay. <laughs> um. So it uses electrum. What do I have to do? To so find? that round is now over. So oh, you okay. are fine. So oh, you can phew. go ahead and just write your electrum off and just do the damage. So just roll me your damage. Yeah. 10 damage, 10 fire damage. The spell heat metal says you select one manufactured mm -hmm. item. So one of these ball bearings starts to glow red hot um, and sizzle the brood mother away. She is now the size of like one of the small mimics <laughs> that you saw upstairs, like one of the really little tiny guys. Uh, and she seems really panicked. And like, if, if you were to ask her like, how much HP do you have? She would say, I only have one HP. Shit, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Is, did the ball bearing drop out of her? Yeah, she, so she would have been forced to... Oh, it's a constitution saving throw, right? Uh, or do you just have to drop it? If a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, a creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Okay, so it's going to stop sticking itself to the red hot uh, ball bearing since it's able to. Uh, that is fine. It is now very, very small. Um, it could not engulf any of you if it wanted to. Uh, Karen, you're up. Good. <laughs> I would like to attack, please. <laughs> okay, roll me an attack roll. I'd like to attack this 
bastard who nearly killed me, please. Uh, my first attack with my axe. Nah, that's uh, 16 to hit. Uh, 16 does hit. Fantastic. I would like to use the temperate great axe with the... Whoa. Hold on. <laughs> We're so tired. We're just throwing shit around. Just throwing shit around. I'd like to use the temperate great axe with the fire uh, on it. Yep. So Karen brings it around okay, in a huge It only arc. has one HP, so you're going to kill it no matter what. But go yep. ahead and roll me the damage. Yeah, but I want to use the fire. Okay, go, go ahead. Are you wearing high heels? What? Karen? Oh. Yeah. Always. Have you considered just stepping on it? Oh my god. <laughs> Karen's actually got the heel heels, so she might actually make it better. Make it better. Oh my god. No, I definitely don't want to do that. Jeez. So that is two slashing damage down to one. Okay. But also two fire damage. Okay. Uh... How do you want to do this? How big is the broodmother at the moment? She would be probably the size of a small puppy. Okay. I want oh. to... Swing. Don't tell us it's like a puppy when we're about to kill it. <laughs> she would be the size of a small pollution. Thank you. <laughs> That's much better. Thank you. Much better. I would like to cleave her clean in two and burn both edges all the way down, cauterizing them so they can't form back together. Nice. Okay, nice. yes, yeah. um, absolutely. Yeah, you, you chop her in half. Uh, <laughs> and because you added the fire to her, your axe, uh, both of the halves um, sizzle up and, uh, you know, shrivel down to nothing. Yes. Uh, two little halves of her just shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. And then she's gone. Yes. The broodmother is down. There is this weird sizzling magic cloud above your head. Oh, so the cloud's still there? Mm. Uh, yep. And there's something coming through it. Oh, God. Like, it's so hard to tell, right? Because you're like, imagine trying to look at a phone with like the screen broken in an infinite amount of places. Like, it is so hard to see past mm. what you're seeing, but there's like something squidgy. No. Coming through it. No. If we ring one of the other charms, will it then go back to the other effect? Doesn't matter. Do something. Don't want anything squidgy coming through a hole. <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your hole. <laughs> Penny here. Here we are, wrapping up the Domain of the Ordinary Arc. I hope you've enjoyed the twists, turns, and lore drops. I talked last episode about the Yes and Charity Stream, a New Zealand D&D live stream we put on to raise money for good causes. And as of the beginning of April, we are now accepting applications for players, DMs, and backstage crew to participate in August's show. If you're a New Zealander of any description and you would like to be involved in our efforts to raise $20,000 for the Cancer Society, please send an email to yesandcharitystream at gmail.com. You'll get an automatic response straight away. Just have a read and follow the instructions to apply. I hope a few JBPC fans might choose to join the show this year. Applications close on the 30th of April, so get in now while you can. Thank you to our JBPC patrons for your support of the show. James Courtright, Samsara, Waffles, Claire McDonald, Jules Bergeser, Violet, Shabna Lee, Alex Moore, London Hood, Jesse Wesson, Disturbed1NZ, Andrew Evans, Luna Chris, and William Evans. This week we posted some sweet bonus audio about my horrible attempts to get that pop noise from the Broodmother right, and as my thanks to you all, you now get access to that truly terrible bit of content. 
If you would like to become a supporter of the terrible adventures of the Janison Breffitt's Parchment Company, go check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast. There are multiple tiers with lots of different rewards you can unlock, and I've been making more of an effort to post exclusive content over there. At the moment, the content is stuff we recorded but couldn't put in the public release. Think JBPC After Dark and Blooper Reel. Music credits, thanks to Diala for All That I Am, Quinsas Moria for Fun Kid, Anno Domini Beats for Illusions, Half.Cool for Sharp Edges and Will to Power, Track Tribe for Silver Waves, and Telecasted for Spirit Riders. As always, our social media pages are facebook.com slash Podcast and at JBPC Podcast on Twitter. I'd also like to mention that the Yes and Charity stream has social media pages on almost every platform. So whether you are Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, you can find the Yes and Charity stream as well. And also keep an eye on the Kiwi RPG hashtag for all sorts of things that Kiwi creators like us are doing with their projects. We're not doing a Smoko episode this arc, so the first episode of our next arc, Half and Wellbeing, will be released in two weeks on April the 16th. This coming arc has been one of my absolute favourites. I'm so excited for you to hear it. I think that's enough from me. Back to the show. The judge who was on the broken chime is making his way down the wall. Oh. And when he gets to the bottom, he forms into the little tumor person again. And he kind of looks at you all like stunned and wide eyed. (laughs) And he says, you're not ordinary. We are not ordinary. We are worthy. And we have killed your mother. Why did you think we were ordinary? What about this ragtag group of people made (laughs) you think that we were ordinary? (laughs) There's a ragtag group of employees. (laughs) Are you worthy? Ask well, the obviously. We've always been worthy. And then he walks up to you and he sinks down to one knee. <gasps> and he says, My lords, my apologies. I did not see who you were. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with people kneeling. So come, come back up again. Don't call me a lord again. But... Uh, Lordess. <laughs> But, uh, 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 good to meet you, Judge. Okay, what's happening with the roof? And does it need to be fixed? And I, like, put my hands on my hips and lean down. Like, look down <laughs> and I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> he looks up towards the ceiling. Um, and the cloud is already, like, flashing, like, blinking in and out. And then only one small black gloop uh, falls from the ceiling just to the floor. Uh, and it turns itself just, you know, into a little, you know, blob with a squiggly mouth and two weird little eyes. Uh, and, and he says, only one. Go up and join the rest. And the new little, the new little mimic that fell from the ceiling is like. (laughs) And it just like scoots itself away and up the stairs. That's a little cute. And the, and the weird like fizzly cloud on the ceiling spins out and the judge says it does not work it does not work anymore you four are the last oh oh gosh what is the tree tell us about the tree oh gosh anyway tell us the law (laughs) (laughs) oh we're the last okay whatever we don't give a shit about that information we need information (laughs) on that tree he looks over at the painting and he says the tree of life spawns the seeds the seeds of magic? 
He amulets? Just, he just points to your amulet. Chest? Oh, no. Uh, uh, amulet? <laughs> oh, t- t- titties? <laughs> but the cycle is broken. Oh. You broke the cycle? Not me. You rang the bell. You broke the cycle. Who you broke the it. cycle? You did it. A woman. Pale. Winged. Oh, my God. Smart. The assassin? No. Uzziah. Oh. <laughs> I keep thinking of Uzziah as a girl. That's <laughs> 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 it, to be honest. Uh, roll, me, uh, roll me an insight check. 20. 22 for Karen. Not natural 20 for Frankie. Karen, you suggested Uzziah. Frankie, you know that like you wouldn't really describe Uzziah as pale. Like, no. She's probably more tan than anything. Yeah, very tan, yeah. Um, but there is another set of women that you know who you would describe as pale, uh, which is the Holy Servants. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Who are pale women who you know that they can have wings if they want yeah. to. You've seen the Assassin's <gasps> Wings. You've seen the Armor's Wings. You've seen the uh, the Admiral's Wings. Oh. But also she said that they were smart and you don't know if you would really describe any of them as really, really smart. Like, they all have their talents, but... Is there another one? I mean, the administrator... I was going to say, we haven't met them all yet, have we? Yeah, we've got one that we haven't met, right? You don't know who that is, <laughs> but but when Flynn talked to the administrator, mm. she said that there are six, and you have met five. Yes. What's a smart name that sounds, starts with an A? The academic? The academic! <laughs> the academic? <laughs> Do you think she's... And he's like, fuck sex. Let me rewrite something. <laughs> How long ago did this pale woman break the chime? Good question. Uh, time is odd you say some silly stuff like uh time's not relevant like give us give us answers or we, will kill. <laughs> we haven't got time long time he doesn't have a calendar he's, he's just a little he's just a little fucked up goopy boy who lives in a little cave and his mum just died how many boils ago was <laughs> uh Ew. long time what will happen now that the cycle's broken? Does that mean that just new Amulet people won't come along after us? Or does it mean something worse for the world? Everything dies. Oh, well, we can't have Did that, everything can die we? before? No. Okay. <laughs> Is the tree of life going to die? He, like, looks scared. Oh. But oh. he nods kind of slightly. And this is different after the A-Lady did something this is a new thing not just what's gonna die anyway he looks around and he just points up to the ceiling and he says magic is broken so everything is broken and he just points to the painting Mm. and you will turn and look at the painting and when you turn and look back at him, he's like melting and sinking into the ground. No, wait, how do we fix it? Come back! <laughs> you boily pus pig, come back! <laughs> he's gone. This is too much. Flynn's gonna be like, he's gonna start picking up his little ball bearings to like not think about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karen just kind of sits down on the ground because she's still really hurt. Oh, yeah. So is Frankie, yes. Yeah. You could ask one of the boys to put your heel heels on. I could ask one of the boys. I will! Yeah? Wait, what are heel heels? Does it use a spell slot? I have um, cure wounds as a first level. They are a pair of they are a pair of high heels that if you stand on someone d- during your movement action, you can heal them. 
Let's just um. Let's just chill a little bit. Yeah. Let's just get our breather because I also don't have any spell slots left. I have one slot slots. Um. So I will heal. I will heal both Karen and Frankie. Frankie need heal. Oh, I mean, technically, I do have a couple second level, but so don't don't worry about me. Oh. Okay. Kidding. Yeah, Karen needs healing. Well, there, as far as you can tell, there are no more threats here. Oh, so we could just rest. You could take a short rest here if you wanted to. There's not really anywhere that you could like long rest here, but the festival's right upstairs, and I'm sure you could find a tent there if you. I really can want sing, to. song of rest. That's true. Oh yeah, you could sing your song of rest. That's new, isn't it? It was new last time. I just <laughs> it's just, I just music. Did it. It was like song of rest. When, when do we rest? <laughs> and so, as you guys kind of like take a seat. Uh, you know, sit together, pull out some food, have a snack, and just like looking up at this big, enormous painting, <laughs> your amulets like vibe with you. Oh my god! And you feel like a really pleasant hum. Aww. And you have all leveled up. Oh. Yes. Wait, do we automatically heal from there anyway? No, you don't automatically oh, okay. heal when you level up. But I'm gonna say everyone is gonna jump up two levels now. So we're going from level eight to level ten. Uh, and I'm wondering if, just as part of the episode, we could kind of walk through our level ups and roll our HP and stuff. Um, but would anyone like to go first and talk about what they get at uh, ninth level and then tenth level? Yeah, my ones are both pretty simple uh, as a barbarian because I'm just going straight barbarian. I'm not doing any multiclassing. Yeah, fair enough. For level nine, um, I get a rage damage bonus increase, which is plus three now. It used to be plus two, um, so which is nice. And I also gain an additional weapon dice of damage uh, when I do a critical hit with melee. So if I roll a uh, if I roll a natural 20 when I do a hit, I get an extra damage dice. An extra d12 with your axe. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and then for 10th level, I could I just I've got a I've got a new ritual um, cast which is commune with nature. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Um, and, and what is commune with nature? Commune with nature. Here we go. Oh, it's a fifth level spell. You briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. In the outdoors, the spell gives you knowledge of the land within three miles of you. In caves and other natural underground settings, the radius is limited to 300 feet. The spell doesn't function when nature has been replaced by construction, such as in dungeons and towns. You instantly gain knowledge of up to three facts of your choice about any of the following subjects, terrain and bodies of water prevailing plants animals minerals or people powerful celestials fey fiends elementals are undead influence from other planes of existence or buildings okay so you guys are about to climb a mountain so that's probably going to come in handy which is quite cool yay uh yeah so okay so you get brutal critical and you get the ability to commune with nature yes okay those are both quite cool uh anything else that you get with your level ups what'd you get for your hp increase Mm. Oh, oh yeah, I rolled pretty well actually. Now I'm over 100 HP finally. Ooh, there we go. Yay. <laughs> cool, who would like to go next? I'll go next. Okay. So at level nine, Frankie gets restorative reagents. So I can incorporate some reagents into uh, my works. So whenever a creature drinks an experimental elixir I created, the creature gains temporary hit points equal to... 2d6 plus my intelligence modifier which is five nice. and i could also cast uh, lesser restoration without expending a spell slot or having it prepared uh, as long as i use my alchemist supplies as the spell casting focus which i always do and i could do that five times hell yeah that's awesome that's really good yeah. and lesser restoration let's have a look uh ends a disease or a condition that can be blinded deafened paralyzed or poisoned so um pretty cool nice, nice little update cool. there and for level 10, I get a magic item 
inept. It says adept. adept. Inept would be the opposite. Yes, I just realized. I'm like, as soon as I said that, my, uh, I get magic item adept. Adept? Is that the word yeah. you said? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, when I reach level 10, I achieve a profound understanding of how to use and make magic items. I can attune to up to four magic items at once. And if I craft a magic item with a rarity of common or uncommon, it takes a quarter of the normal time and costs half as much gold as usual. Okay. I love I love describing I like I love the idea of describing Frankie as profound. He, he's a he's a silly he's a, he's a bit of a silly boy. He's a silly boy. <laughs> he's a, he's I'm really good at things. <laughs> <laughs> Chips on a scarf. <laughs> uh, very nice, Frankie. And did you roll uh, to update your HP? Uh, yes. So I now have uh, hit points of ninety three hit points. Oh, so I overtook you finally. <laughs> did you roll twice because you went up two levels? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No. No. Yeah. No. No. I did because D&D Beyond uh, did it. Okay. Okay. Because it's only it's only a D8. I'm like, no, I couldn't have gone from 75 to 93 in one roll. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's me. Uh, Nate, uh, do you need any help with your level up? Yes, I do need some help. Um, so as a tenth level bard, I get oh my bardic inspiration dice goes to a D10, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, I get expertise, which I have to check what that means, and magical secrets. Expertise is. Uh, double proficiency for certain things so how does that change the numbers so like if I so at 10th level choose two skills that you're proficient in Um, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses either of the chosen proficiencies and at level 10 your proficiency bonus should be plus four so pick two things and they'll give you plus eight just for your proficiency bonus so if I for example have a can of five I change that five to add eight to that sorry I also forgot to add that I get another spell slot level finally oh, nice. oh sweet are you up to third level now yes cool what are you taking with that i don't know yet okay cool. <laughs> we'll figure that out later um so all i would do honey is on your spell sheet put a little e next to the things you want to you should now have three skills that you are an expert in um so just make sure you put a little e next to them and so make sure that you know for those ones you get an extra plus four to the roll so what's what three skills are you, are you taking definitely performance I think acrobatics. Nice. And because you should have, you should have had one skill that you've had expertise in since third level. So, yeah, I think um, that's performance. <laughs> we can go back and listen to like the second arc or whatever it is. But so you've just been basically whatever skill you picked the first time around, you've just been handicapping yourself uh, on those rolls up until now because you haven't marked your um, marked your expertise. Oops. <laughs> no, I think I added it into the base number. So performance and persuasion at the moment they're at. I've got a nine in the county slot. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so, so I would have added sense. up. Nice. Of because you have plus eight for your proficiency bonus and plus four for your charisma bonus, then you would now have plus 12 with any charisma skills. Uh, and dex would be... What's your what's your dex bonus usually? Four. So you have 18 for dex as well? So yeah, you got three skills that you got plus 12 in. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is what you get at 10th. Well, that's expertise. Uh, and let's just have a little look. You've also got Song of Song of Rest uh, at at ninth level. Your Song of Rest goes to a D8. Uh, your Bardic Inspiration goes to a D10, and you get Magical Secrets, which is uh, one of the better things that a Bard can do. Is you can pick uh, two spells from any class and add them to your spells notes. So um, you can pick some cleric spells, or you can pick some wizard spells, or whatever it is that you want to do. So I want to pick um, some warlock spells. Um, so I want Eldritch Blast. You cannot pick cantrips. Have to be spells. Wait, uh, Eldritch Blast. Oh no, that was for my. Um, oh shoot! So yeah, you I was don't. Gonna, you, I was don't gonna, get a, you don't get a feat at either of these two levels that you're working with. 
So I didn't look at the thing. If you were going to get a feat, you could have picked it, but you, you don't get a feat here. Well, then I have to pick some different. Um, so I get any... So magic secrets is what? Any... Any two spells from any class list, you can pick them later and come back to me and let me know once you've selected them. Um, if you would like, I can give you some recommendations. Uh, you also, at ninth and 10th level, now have two 5th level spell slots, which that's um, a, that's a which is a big get. 5th level spells are pretty powerful, so you should, have a, um, you should have a pretty good time picking some ones that you really like. Oh, yeah. Um, and so this is the, your opportunity to like really customize your, your spell list. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for a bard at 9th and 10th. Uh, the oh, and also you now know four cantrips, so you can choose an extra cantrip and add it to your cantrips known as well. Idafa, are we taking a level in druid or a level in rogue? I am taking both of my levels in rogue. I think I'm gonna like cut off druid now. I've got what I need to get. I just okay. wanted to be able to turn to a cat. So you're going. <laughs> so you're now druid two and rogue eight. Yes, that is correct. Nice. So uh, what do you get from those two? All right, so I get evasion is a rogue basically let me just read it beginning at seventh level you can nimbly dodge out of the way of certain area effects such as a dragon's fiery breath or an ice storm spell when you're subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage you instead take no damage if you succeed in the saving throw and only half damage by default that is that is a pretty killer effect it's pretty fantastic a lot of the best spells are dex saves yeah so good so i've got that and then I decided instead of doing an ability score improvement, I took the piercer feat. So I can re-roll a piercing damage die once per turn. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's quite convenient since I just use you, piercing yeah, most of the time. Use, yeah. <laughs> and then it says uh, gain a die of damage when you critically pierce. And plus one to either strength or dex. So I've added one to dex. That's a great feat for Idafer. Well done. Yeah, I think it's Good pretty choice. spot on. Yeah, awesome. Um, and if you're like transforming into a snake or something that also uses piercing damage you can you can go <laughs> ahead and um and apply that as well yeah. sweet i love that so that is everybody up to level 10 um did you uh nate and idafa did you guys both roll your hp yep oh no i got two for my first level up and i got six for my second nice. so you know it's okay So, are you guys taking a short rest down here? Yeah, absolutely we are. Okay, and would you like to roll hit dice to regain health? Oh, yes. I'm actually feeling okay. Not too bad. Frankie, roll me a history check. Oh, shit. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me get out of that. So, I was picking my third level spell. Level up panic. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, not natural 20. Frankie, all this talk, like, you're, you're just sitting during the short rest and you're looking up at this mural and you're thinking about what the judge said, and you're thinking about the broken portal that like isn't quite working right. And you remember that when you were falling through the planes, after you shot your red gun, after you saw the Usaya flashback, mm -hmm. you, as you were falling, passed some bubbles. One of them was like a world made of fire. One of them was a really whack looking forest. And the third one was an enormous dying tree. I've seen a dying tree before when I died, but didn't die. Huh? It was in a bubble. Oh. Uh, were there any other bubbles? Oh, there were several other bubbles. It was, oh. it was, it was a whole thing. Huh. Um, there was a, a world completely on fire. Um, there was some other things. And there was a tree that was dead, but it was huge. It wasn't dead, it was dying. It was dying. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's all coming together, potentially. See, I feel like it's not coming together for me yet. I'm still very confused, but... Uh, Frankie is the meme with the lady in the maths symbols going across. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's cronk. Oh yeah, it's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. <laughs> Idafer, Flynn, Karen, do you guys have anything that you want to roll on? Anything you want to try and like... Anything you want to try and achieve while you're doing your short rests? Can I do a history roll? Okay. On big trees in mythology, like pre-modern era yeah. history That stuff. one big Norse tree. <laughs> the tree of life or whatever they call it. Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil, that's it. I was thinking, Ido was really upset with how badly he did those last two firebolts, so he's just going to be, like, chucking firebolts at the wall, just like, man. At the mural or the other walls? Just the other walls, like okay. dirt walls or mimic walls, what the fuck. Okay, <laughs> uh, roll me a couple of attack rolls. Alright, give me a second. I rolled an 18 on tree history. There's a there's a lot of mythology involving, uh, involving fa- sacred trees. Mm. They are, you know, bringers of life and creators of, you know, food and everything. But this, you've you've like not someone who spends a lot of time reading about mythology and ancient legends and stuff like that, unless mm. I'm wrong. Not, uh, I mean, she she has an interest in it, but only as it relates to like dwarf culture. So yeah, the dwarves more more worship like the the ground and the soil and the stones yes. and the minerals as opposed to trees. Yes. Uh, so you're getting that like. I can't tell you or anything <laughs> that I haven't already told you. Okay. Um, the painting and the tree that Frankie's talking about and the thing that the judge are talking about clearly seem to all be related to one another. Uh, but as for what's like beyond that, what's actually going past that, you are a bit stumped. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Stumped. That was probably not on purpose. <laughs> uh, but... I'm going to claim it anyway. <laughs> nice. I'm pretend that it was intentional. Hell yeah. Does anybody else want to ask any rolly questions about the tree? Or about anything, really. Uh, or about anything, but maybe like an arcana roll. Or maybe like a, a, a religion or something. It's just, you know, I've already done my roll, but if anybody else wants to do that, that would be great. What did you get uh, for your attack rolls? <laughs> he rolled a, what's that, 13. He rolled a 16, and then he rolled a natural 20. Okay, so you're just shooting them at a rock better. wall, right? Yeah. You do a couple of fire bolts, uh, and you feel a little rusty, and you're trying to do like cool, flashy moves. Uh, you're getting a little bit frustrated, and on the third one, you just like get your finger guns perfect, and you just do an enormous blast of fire exactly where you wanted to hit. And you guess you feel a little bit better about the fact that like your aim's a little bit better on point now. Oh, nice. good. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm I sorry don't need that. that. Well. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> So you guys spend your rest, you know, blasting the rocks and thinking about trees. And after a while, you start to feel a little better. And there's really nowhere else to go here. The door wasn't real, so there's no portal to check. Can I pull out the compass Okay. to see where it points? Good boy for using the compass. Yay, finally. <laughs> it's only taken how many arcs? The compass points south. Oh, south. Sweet. Hmm. Uh, that, oh. might, that might be the one at Yumea City then. Yeah. Potentially. We'll investigate later. I just wanted to just double check that's not like, oh no, there's actually a second door There's here. actually one right here. And so, yeah, you grab your compass on the way out 
in a point south and, and you kind of let your friends know. Did you ever tell them about the one, like your, what happened during your experience with the Murphy smooch? I suppose you would have kept that to yourself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Frankie doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys head back up to the surface, up the stairs. On the way through the second room, like the one where you did all your tests, there are no whispers. But what you do hear is like, as you pass through that room, you don't see a single mimic. Like there's no swirling blackness, there's no nothing. But as you pass through the room, you do hear some like hushed, but like whispered, murmured gurgling as you pass through the room. And it's not something that you can like really lock onto. <laughs> it's just sort of something that you feel like as you pass through here, you're being watched a little bit. But the response is not hissing, it's not whispering. It's just a noise of, you know, a noise of happiness. And you go up again uh, through the original stairs and you come up to the surface, uh, up to, you know, you, you start to feel warm because the fire from the burning effigy is close by. Uh, and you come up to the surface and you get, you know, crest the top of the stairs and the entire crowd of Titan Slumber is standing there waiting <laughs> and as you all come up like a thousand people start like shouting and screaming and like Bardo Bordeaux's there like being like oh that's I I know I know him he's gonna work <laughs> with me and I know I people start swarming you and offering you like sponsorship deals <laughs> and like people come up and like they're trying to give you stuff and they're trying to like you know share in a little piece of your victory through you know autographs and asking you questions and it takes a little while it takes like 20 30 minutes just to get like through this crowd because everybody wants a piece of who you guys are <laughs> there's like a, a guy who runs a you know runs a overnight like runs a a tent place where you can just chill and rest uh, and he comes and he offers you like oh hey by the way like if I get like a painting made of you guys and put it in my foyer you can have a free room for the night and I'll give you guys dinner and stuff as well but you gotta like sign it and everything and through the crowd you see someone staring at you but not with the same elation and oh. joy as everybody else you only see them for a moment and not very clearly but what looks like a dinosaur person in like heavy black plate armor is just watching you. He doesn't make any move to come close to you. He's standing like 10, 15 people back. So you just see him in moments through the crowd. And then it, it, it's so tough, right? You've got like hundreds of people trying to get your attention. Mm -hmm. And so you only see him for just a moment. But then when you, you know, maybe you want to seek this person out, can't find them anymore they seem to be gone hmm. a little while later an hour later you guys have stood and posed for like the early version of a painting for a little while and you lay down in your big shared luxury tent that you've got and there's like grapes and sliced fruits and like dried meats and stuff that you can all hang out and mm. chill yourselves with as you lay yourselves down to sleep the last thought that hits your minds before you lose consciousness for the night is the image of that tree and what it might mean for your futures.
they're gone. A shame. Soon it will be too late. There is so much to repair. Thank you for listening to the show. And for being here at the end. I will remember. You should too.